0: Okay, podcast community. Welcome back. My name is Kim King. This is three questions podcast episode number 61 solo dolo episode for me today. Uh, this is going to be actually pretty short and quick for you. I'm not going to spend too much time. We're going to talk about biz dev focus. And then last question is, if I had $100, what would I do and how would I do it? So let's hop into it. As you know, three questions podcast. Usually I have guests on sometimes when I don't and I need to record content or I have the time to record content. I'm just gonna spit these out. I'm just posted up in my bedroom, my dog's behind me. So she says, hello, by the way. Now, as you know, three questions podcast, I give myself five minutes to answer a question to the best of my ability. Some, most of the time they are user submitted. I just wrote down these three questions because these are things that I have struggled with in the past. And I wanna talk a little bit more about business development, not so much personal development uh, as I do in my coaching sessions. Three Questions podcast is a subsidiary of CK Collective, which is my consulting company that originally started out working with entrepreneurs on marketing, sales, business development, obviously, and brand building. And I would execute sales and marketing plans, but now it transition into these one-hour sessions where I help my clients with everything from marketing, sales, and advertising, and building a business to also personal and professional development and that goes from everything from morning routines to mindset to tools tips tricks tactics for life so if you want a free session you can go over to ckcollective.co uh, right now i'm offering two free sessions to onboard potentially new clients so without further ado let's get into it and question number one what are four things every person should know about business development and this is a very easy one. I feel like I say this all the time in my personal coaching sessions, as well as I've said this before on the podcast, especially when I've had other guests on talking about biz dev, and that is that people do business with people that they know, like, trust, and need, and it is in that exact order. And I'm going to explain this really quick for you. Excuse me. When people know you, like you, trust you, and need you, you're definitely going to make a sale. It is without a doubt totally in your capacity to close that deal. You should be able to do that 100%. It should be a home run. You're using an aluminum bat and hitting a tennis ball out of the park. There's no reason why you shouldn't crank that thing. Now, if they only have one of those, say maybe they know you, your chances are about, you know, 20 to 25%. If they know you, maybe they'll do business with you. If they like you, if they know you and they like you, your chances are probably about 40 to 50% being able to make that sale. If they know, like, and trust you, trust is the the big one there. You're now at about 70 to 80% ability to meet that sale. You should, but there may be a boss that doesn't know you like you and trust you yet. Maybe there's another decision maker who's offsetting that yes from that person who does know, like, and trust you. If you have all four, it should be about 90 to 95% close rate. They know you, they like you, they trust you, and they need you. You should be able to, to close that door. The tough part is, is how do you do these things, right? When, when someone has the ability to get to know someone, everyone has a gift. Everyone has two gifts that they can give freely and abundantly all the time. And that is that your time and attention can really, really make someone get to know you And it can also get someone to like you because if someone's spending time investing their voice and their time, and you're sitting there listening, right? Being an active listener, not waiting for a chance to talk, but you're being an active listener, you're building that rapport and doing this over time, either with a partner or in a business relationship or the potential new sale. You're allowing that person to sort of invest their their quandaries with you, their problems, their solutions, their ideas, their thoughts, their manifestations, their deepest, darkest fears. And when somebody does that, that's a form of an emotional investment. That's a time investment into you. They're trusting with that knowledge. And when you can keep that information safe or when you can repeat that information and show somebody that you're listening or keep that in touch further down the line oh, Dan, I see you just had, had a kid, you know, how's your six-month-old kid? And I'm like, wow, he remembered that I had a kid six months, months ago. That's going to reflect on someone subconsciously in a very positive way. And I want you to understand this, that rapport building is a, it's an art that's been lost in today's world. Now, no, like, trust, is a different story. Someone has to give you an opportunity to display trust, whether that's with a secret, whether it's with a business deal, whether it's bringing you into their home or having a meal with that person, they're trusting you to get to know them, they're trusting you to be safe around them, they're trusting you to do the right thing in a business environment. And that that's a big one that trust can be very easily broken if you do or say the wrong thing. If you're very crass, if you're very immature, if you're emotionally reactive, that trust can get eroded very, very quick and it takes a long time to build. Everyone who's ever been in a relationship knows that. Trust can be built over years and it can be shattered in the moment of doing or saying the wrong thing. And that's just being a human being. Everyone has been through that on one side or the other. Lastly, no leg trust in need you. Whatever product or service industry that you may be in, your product not only should it be the best but to make sure that someone really needs it you need to be ensured that they have a problem that you can solve so it's understand the problem sell the solution all the time you that's your recipe for success and your solution obviously should be the best if your product or your service isn't the best or the most unique then you're gonna have some competition. If your pricing is too high, whatever that is, you need to be able to figure out exactly what that need is and package that to that right person all the time. And that can be very tough. But understand these four primary things. If someone knows you, likes you, trusts you and needs you, that's your key to developing any sort of sale. So whether you're selling a high ticket item, or a low ticket item, those four things will always, always get you to the sale. That's your blueprint for success. And I want to make sure that everyone listening to that really can understand that as well. Uh, Let's hop to question number two. I'm going to reset my watch here. Question number two, what to do when you can't focus? Okay, I have two schools of thought on this. and This is something that I have been struggling with personally. I really, really, really believe that when you can't focus, it is because you're distracted. Number one, you probably have too many things going on or you're being pulled in very different directions. Think about someone being drawn and quartered. And if you don't know what drawn and quartered is, it's a ancient torture method where they used to tie the hands and the legs of a, a criminal to four different horses. And those four horses would be going in four different directions. People would slap the horse on the ass and then those horses would run in four different directions, dismembering the person. Pretty brutal. And that's how that's how I feel sometimes when I am distracted, especially with my day job, especially with a lot of my side things that I have going on. I feel like I'm constantly being pulled in four different directions. And sometimes that makes me do absolutely nothing. And I can't move and I feel stuck just mentally, physically, emotionally. And the key to getting unstuck is always just picking one thing. It's getting the ball rolling in a direction it is 3 p.m here on the east coast and i literally sat around doing nothing very minimal tasks pretty much all day and i was like i want to record some podcasts i want to do this i want to do that i wrote down everything that i was going to do hour by hour last night on my notebook right next to me and i'm still struggling to sit here and get things done and finally i was like dude cam just just do one podcast And i guarantee that the the motivation and the ball will get rolling in the right direction after that see sadie says hello if you're watching on youtube now what i'll say about this is when you can't focus whether that's a form of depression or you're just overwhelmed or you truly feel like you're being pulled in a couple different directions the second best thing that i will tell you to do would be to try and relax if you are overtired or you're overworked and you're trying to motivate yourself into doing something that's just not there Chances are you probably need to press the reset button on something earlier today. I took an hour nap. I'm just getting over the flu and I'm like not being my usual productive self. I even went to the gym this morning, but I've just been struggling to like get stuff done this past week. And it's been really tough. And a couple of times I said, okay, instead of pushing forward and pushing on and trying to go do your sprints and your run and this and that, the other thing, the other 15 things on your list today, why don't you shut it down and take a nap? Why don't you give your body a break and a rest? Why don't you give your mind a rest? Why don't you allow your creativity to come back a little bit before you start trying to use that again? And so often I try to explain this to people building a business or people building, working on a side project or in their current careers or just have a lot going on. If you're using the create creative muscles way too often. Anytime that it does recharge, maybe you're getting a 5 or 10% or 15% or 20%. And then you're using that all up, thinking that that's a full tank. And you're perpetually burning fuel at the bottom of the tank, instead of fully recharging your tank, and then using that tank for a longer period of time to get more stuff done, right? And this is a cycle. This is a cycle of burnout that I see myself getting into a lot with so many different things going on is when I do feel like I have that 10% back in the tank, I'm like, cool. All right, we're back in, we're back in the green. Let's go, let's burn it down. And then all of a sudden I'm exhausted before I know it. I'm like, damn, what's going on? My self-awareness has gotten better over the years, especially as I've gotten older and I don't want to see other people get into this because it is a tremendously really depressing thing to just go and experience. Because when I, when I do burn out, it takes me longer to recharge. And then I'm like, okay, I feel like I got 10% and then 20% and then maybe 40 or 50%. I can't remember the last time that I truly felt like I had a full tank, you know, like 80, 90, 100% ready to go. I don't remember when that last time is. And those are the times that make it really easy to get into a flow state. Those are the times that make it really easy when money's, money's really good, when work's going good, when everything seems... Effortless, and I get into these flow states really easy. It's very difficult to get into a flow state when you only have about 10% or 20% in a tank, which most people do. I feel like most people generally have about 30 or 40 max, and people do, Americans do a really bad job at being able to fill our cup up. So if you're struggling and you can't focus, I guarantee if you had to assign a number to how full your tank is, think about that and then honor where that is. Right now, I'm probably at about 25%. And I I wish I had a little bit more. I'm going to try to get some stuff done the rest of the night tonight, but I'm certainly not like ready to go at it. Like if my tank is about 60 or 70 or 80%, again, dealing with the flu, dealing with the sickness, that's part of it. But when you can't focus, dial it back, give yourself a break, go for a walk, get away from your phone and just go into nature, sit with yourself, take a nap, just spend time away from technology. Your phone's not going anywhere. These notifications who fucking cares they're going to be there when you get back i promise you okay that's it for question number two and question number three this is my favorite one told you this was going to be a really quick podcast today not trying to blow the doors off of it but i thought about this because i've been in this position a quick fun story a few years ago after i got laid off from my global new business director job uh, in my checking account, I think I had $2 and 38 cents. This was a couple months after COVID. I had just moved three times majorly within the year. This is not counting my investments, but this was like active cash on hand. And I didn't want to tap into my investments. Cause I, you know, that's just a bad, bad perspective. But I remember I was running the Boston marathon. I got into the Boston marathon that year and it was a virtual marathon because COVID was happening. And I hadn't yet gotten, I had just moved back to Denver because that's where I was supposed to be collecting unemployment in the future. Wasn't collecting unemployment yet. And I had just opened CK Collective and I was spending money and making money and money was coming in and going out. But at this time I had $2.38 to my name. And I remember I, I just went through a really tough breakup and I had a tough day before the marathon. I probably slept maybe an hour, hour and a half before I had to get up and go do this freaking marathon in Denver. And it was about 75 degrees and it was a virtual marathon. So I had to get up on an hour and a half sleep with not even $3 to my name and go run 26.2 miles by myself. No, no finish line. I got to pick the route, just whatever, just had to bang it out because they had an app. And I remember that whole entire race I was just thinking like holy shit right I am at one of the worst financial positions probably ever in my life at that point I think I was 30 about to be 31 years old I was so embarrassed so tired I had so much shit going on in my head and I ran this marathon just thinking like oh my god and I remember I was like I I can't even afford a water or a Gatorade and I stopped into I think about 13, 14 miles. I stopped into a gas station because I was actually di- dying. I needed water. And I bought a Gatorade for 199 It came out to like $206 with tax or whatever, or like $213. And I had like 20 cents left to my name, just about. And that was the one Gatorade I had on the marathon. I finished the marathon. And I went back and I I sat around for a long time. I sat against the wall, just thinking about life, being like, what's my next step? What are going to be, what's my next five moves? I don't know when my next paycheck is going to come in. I don't know when my next client's going to come in. And I truly, truly realized that no one was coming to save me at that point. And so the question I had today that came up in one of my meditations was, if I had $100, what would I do? And looking back, I wish I knew this, but if I had a hundred dollars, less than a hundred dollars to my name today available to me, what I would do is I would meditate until I came up with a brand name. I would start a Shopify store for $1 for three months. And then I would think about products that I use, that other people use, that people need in the homes. And I would find something on AliExpress or drop shippers. I would import that product into my store. I would start a social media account. I would sign up for flicky.ai, that's F-L-I-K-I.ai. And I would make faceless videos about this product and why people need this product. And I would push that to TikTok and open up a free TikTok store. So I would start an Instagram page, start a TikTok page, maybe start a Facebook page as well, and I would make you know one to three minute videos, probably start a YouTube page too, and I would make videos about this product with the product images in there, and I would just start blasting that. I would probably post two to three times a day about how cool this product is, you can do faceless nameless ai videos and push different products and i would just send people on there to try and make money and then i would put that money open up a five percent savings account on wealthfront if you don't know what wealthfront is i highly recommend going to that and i would just do that on and on and on and i would just post youtube shorts which are under one minute post under one minute videos and then finally if i had enough money i would just start running ads also on the TikTok seller account and that's how i would hopefully make money and i would just hammer that all damn day i would make ai videos and i would push products that people need i would see which products are doing well and i would build a shopify store with a free theme and you can get started and go and do that today that's probably what i would do if i had less than 100 dollars to my name and that would probably cost you under 15 dollars. so you could still even go to the grocery store or fast for a couple of days until you needed to to go and do that, but that's five minutes for that question. Story aside, I thought about that and that's my advice. And if you need help doing that sort of thing, or building a business in that aspect. If you want to start an Etsy shop or an Amazon e-commerce store, I can help you do those things. I've done it. I've seen it. I know how to do it. I know the steps required. So if you're a guy or a girl or somebody building a business or want to start a side project or just looking for free coaching and consulting, please hit me up. You can find my website, www.ckcollective.co. The email for this is threequestionspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Three Questions Podcast is a tab on the ckcollective.co website. I also need questions. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can reach out to me. Uh, all my information should be down below here. Info at ckcollective.co is my email for that. Podcast at gmail.com if you want to submit questions or become a guest. This has been episode 61. Quick hitting one. Thought about these questions, and I really just wanted to get them out to you guys. So I hope you all have a great day. I hope you're all out there crushing it. And remember, when you get started with something, the motivation, the momentum comes after the fact. You never have it before. You have just got to get started to get going, okay? Please take care of yourselves. Stay positive out there. I love all you guys. We're getting a lot more traffic on the podcast. And I just, I really appreciate you guys to either watch this or to listen and have a great day. See you in the next one.